Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Petito. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. And in time, this too shall pass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Jerry Petito taught the class. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Loves the answer, the greener grass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. One day at a time, free at last. When you don't know just what to do. Just what to do, just what to do. If what you're feeling is really true. It's really true. Really true. Just keep your ideas safe and sound. Safe and sound, safe and sound. That's exactly how change is found. Change is found, change is found. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. And in time, this too shall pass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Jerry Petito taught the class. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Loves the answer, the greener grass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. One day at a time, free at last. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. Yes, guys, I am the author of I'm Not an Addict, I'm Just an Ass. I'd rather be a smartass than a dumbass, because guys, 30 years ago, I was a dumbass. But through God's grace, 30 years later, I celebrated being a smartass. So I am here to let everyone out there really understand that you are not powerless and there's always hope. I am here free of charge. I'm a recovery coach, a nutritional health coach. I'm here to help anyone free of charge. Just reach out. This has been the last, the the worst, you know, last two years of most of our lives. And a lot of people are gone through it. And a lot of people are suffering from depression. Please don't be alone and know that there's always someone out there. And I'm always here. Just reach out, guys. Having said that. I want to introduce my incredible guest co-host, Kenny Kojak, fellow DJ from RTR. Say hello, baby. It's the Jerry Petito Show. <laughs> Who loves you, baby? Hi there. Hi there. I love you, baby. How you doing today? Good. I'm good. How are you? Great. A little hot out there, but we'll make it. We'll make it, baby. So, yep. you brought me two uh, amazing guests here, huh? Yep, definitely. And I got to meet these beautiful ladies, but I'm going to let you do the honors since you did introduce us. Well, you know, in this area of music, there are very, very few female groups that are around that that do a great job. And I'm proud to say that I know Jane and Louise for about 20 years now, and they are excellent. They work together. They're twins. Okay, and they work together very well, and they're loved by everybody, and it, it's just just a blessing to to know these ladies. And I had the privilege of having them on my show within the last year, and I have a couple of nice albums, and we'll talk about their career in the music right now. That's what that's that's your job, Jerry. Okay, so <laughs> before we really introduce Twin Gold, we have a little surprise for them as well. So here we go. Hi, this is Don K. Reed, and you're about to hear the latest album, Moonlight Harmony, from my good friends Twin Gold, Jane and Louise. These ladies who have fine harmonies are here to entertain you with some great material. And what better way to kick off this album than with a song like this?
Sweet pea, you ain't kidding. Um, you know, you're, you're a special lady. You really, really are. And thank you for having us. It's no, very special for us. This is really so cool. Is. Kojak paid me a lot, you know. <laughs> oh, I wasn't supposed you're to say that. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Got the money. I have to give you some more hugs, Jerry. Yes, more <laughs> hugs, baby. So, ladies, man, you know today's all about twin gold, and. You know, like I said, I got to meet you. That was a surprise at Michael D. Moore's show. That was great. I got to hug you ladies. Yes, it really was. It was a great night. It really was a great so, night. We hadn't seen Michael in a while. Yeah. And uh, we go back years with Mike. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, like I said, we were at his wedding. Yeah. And uh, then he took off to Florida. So we said we, we have to. We worked in Florida with him also. But it was a couple of years ago. And when we saw that he was going to be in Staten Island, we said we have to surprise him. That's beautiful. And it was a surprise to meet you. That was yeah. a surprise. That was a surprise. So it was beautiful. So um, Kenny Kojak, say hello to everyone out there, and then we'll get to the ladies. <laughs> well, like I said, it's the Jerry Petito Show. <laughs> oh, boy. Green just, just pulled in. And the psychiatrist is on the way. That's right, baby. You ain't kidding. Um, yeah, we could all use a little of that. You ain't kidding. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, the song that you just played. Here we go, baby. That's it. The 
know him is to love him was written by Phil Spector going back to September 1958 it was released wow. and it was actually done because it was, it was the words were inspired by his father's tombstone Phil Spector and it was done by the teddy bears and it was actually a number one song in 58 wow. and it was it was uh, covered by Peter and Gordon and Bobby Vinton later wow. at Hitsburg and as well as Dolly Parton Linda Ronstead, and um, it was on the Dory label. Great song. It's, um, it's, it's loved all the way till today, that's for sure. That's for it sure. It really is. We, we know a lot of people that really enjoy that song. And, um, you know, it, it's nice to hear all this nostalgia. Jane and I are not up on all of that. It, we really aren't. I mean, I think the only thing we knew was that it was sung by the teddy bears. <laughs> Because we got to meet one of the teddy bears. Remember, Louise, at yes. one of the shows? Yes. We got to meet one of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Bronx Zoo? Did you meet him in the Bronx Zoo? No. You know, it was, I don't remember what show it was. You know, there were so mm-hmm. many shows. And, uh, but what what a sweetheart of a woman. And uh, But it was only one of them. And I think there was three in the group, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she yeah. was by herself, and we did have the pleasure of meeting her. And, of course, Don was very influential on us doing that song and also quite a few of the songs that are on our CDs. You know, he said, yep, do that. And also, um, as you know, uh, Ken, Johnny Maestro, being our mentor, um, he said, yep, do it this way, do it that way. We were very, very lucky and very fortunate to have those two men critique our CDs, give us as as much advice as they can along with uh, other people who are still on the circuit and mm-hmm. who we still admire and are very grateful for everything that they told us. Yeah. You know, we came out there, as you know, Ken, cold. Louise and I, all of a sudden, here we are on a concert stage. We didn't even have a name. We didn't even know who we were. And uh, Vito Pacone and Stan Ziska were so gracious to us and accepted mm. us with open arms. And uh, this is 20 years ago because you were right. We just celebrated 20 years on, we call it the CBSFM circuit, because mm. it was those men that gave us the opportunity to sing all over the place without Well, I'm going to see, I'm sorry to interrupt, I'm going to see Vito in Staten Island okay. on Saturday. Hopefully it won't rain. Oh, right. going to be right by, by the beach over there. Yeah, well, Vito, um, the first show we did, which was in Yorkville, New York, um, we were up on the stage, and the one thing he came over and he said to us, because we must have done this, don't ever turn your back on the audience. Oh. We never, yeah, yeah. And we didn't even know we did it. He said, don't ever. You always have to face front. Oh, wow. Yeah, he told us that. And, I mean, so many other things that uh, we were grateful, very, very grateful for. And, uh, like I said, I was, uh, you know, we had no agent, no manager, no hit song. But as a uh, duo, we came out there, you know, ready to go and very confident, I guess, in ourselves. And being put on these shows was unheard of, unheard of. Everyone that we worked with, 
year after year after year, and you know, Ken, how fortunate we've been um, year after year, all these icons that it was overwhelming, truly overwhelming to Louise and I. And um, I think the most overwhelming time was when we were asked to open up the Richard Nader doo-wop show in yeah, uh, Meadowlands. Yeah, no, Meadowlands. no, this was this was at the Garden. The first time was at oh. Madison Square Garden. Madison Square oh, wow. Garden. Yes, and he called us, and uh, they sent a car for us, and oh, we wow. got we came down to the Garden, and here we are. We were dressed in white suits. Remember that, Louise? Oh yeah, <laughs> long blonde ponytails, and we get out of the car. I love it. And there, there were like thousands of people there, and we were like, "Look at all these people that are here for the doo-wop show." But little did we know, right up after us pulls this this Hummer, this big big Hummer, and out of the Hummer comes the Rangers, the New York Rangers. <laughs> Oh, wait, they're not here for us, they're here for the Rangers. <laughs> and uh, they came out, and one of the Rangers escorted me into the garden, and one escorted uh, Louise into the garden. When we got in there, you have to go to an under tunnel and be checked out before you get into the garden itself. Ooh. But when we got in, yeah, yeah, yeah there's steel doors. That you, you can't get through them unless you're checked out. And announced, and, you have to be yeah, announced. You have to yeah. be announced. And then you go in, and when we went in, it was totally empty, and it was, I started to cry, and my sister said, you know, put it yourself together, you gotta get hold you of know. yourself. But it was, it was overwhelming to be in the garden, and you know, nobody gets to see this. And it was Richard Nader that was, uh, and, and Deborah, of course, you know, he said, okay, they're here, let's go, and we, we were like, oh my God. That, to me, anyway, I don't know about you, Louise, but to me, that was incredible. It was all exciting. You know, every show that we have done, and we've done shows from Nashville, Tennessee, to Florida, to Virginia. To, am, I, am I bragging a little bit? I guess so. Do it. I want you without, to. <laughs> yes. You know, without having a manager, without having a... Um, you know, anybody critiquing, really, at every show, our music, seeing if we're doing the right thing, if whatever we're doing. But I will mention one person that was very good to us, and that was Tony Dano from Manhattan Skyline. Yep. Mm. He did an excellent job for us with music, telling us what to do. And you know what? We're very grateful. We're grateful oh, to very... everyone that has been there for us. I mean, from you, Ken, to so many of the promoters, to all the fans, to work so many times at the Meadowlands, who gets that without a record? You're right. Who gets to do that? You know, first show was 17,000 people. I said, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, but and remember how that happened. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. You know, that, was, that wasn't something that was scheduled. Right. We were doing the outside uh, show. Acapella. Remember that, Ken? The acapella show. The acapella yes. show. Right, right, we're and gone. Exactly. Yeah. And then, this is, so many years ago, and uh, what happened, Deborah, after the end of the acapella show, Deborah came out, and she was in a panic, and she came over to Don, and we happened to be standing there, and she said, Don, I have nobody to open up the show inside. Now, when we were getting ready to come to the Meadowlands, we were wearing jeans or whatever we wore outside, capris. I said to Louise, and this is really the truth, that yeah, you could yeah. verify, I said, Louise, I have a premonition. She said, oh, boy. 
I said, <laughs> I have a premonition. I said, we need to bring an outfit with us. We need to bring a gown. She said, you're crazy. I said, fine. So I'm crazy. Let's do it. So we wanted to be like everybody else that was there. We wanted to be walking around dragging our little suitcase, too. <laughs> you know, so we did that. We put a gown and whatever else we needed because we said, I said, something's going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. When we were standing there with Dawn and Deborah was in a panic, she turned around and she said to Louise and I, can't you open up this show a cappella? And we looked at each other and said, well, you know, uh, we're not a cappella singers. You know, we usually need, need music. Dawn, who we love, threw us right under the bus. And he <laughs> said, oh, yeah, they can do it. Not a problem. They'll do it. They'll do it a cappella, whatever you need. Well, we just looked at him, and she said, let's go inside. We go inside. And uh, there wasn't a dressing room there for us. Don said we could use his. And, and of course, Dolores was there, who we loved. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Mel Carter came out, yeah? And oh, Mel said, you guys, go ahead, go use the shower. Obviously, we were a mess by this time. <laughs> we weren't going on the big stage looking like that. And he said, go ahead. So we went in, we used the shower. Within an hour, Louise and I were opening up for the first time at the Meadowlands. But uh, Mark Barron, who is yeah. superb, superb, mm -hmm. he was able to accompany us yeah. with a piano. Yeah. So we opened up that show. We did God Bless America. Yeah. And it was, it, there's no words. We yeah. can't even mm -hmm. tell you the feeling to be on that stage. And uh, Deborah and Richard, of course, we lost him not long after that. But mm -hmm. Deborah was so kind and she kept us opening up the show with um, Proud to be an American uh, for nine years in a row. Yeah. Nine years we were on that stage and was it a blessing? Let me tell you, we, till this day, till this day, we are so grateful for that. Yeah, we yeah, you, always that. Wore, yep. you, yep. you always wore the red, white, and blue. You had the flags and everything. Always, yep. always. And the people always responded so well. You know, yeah. I hated to get off the stage. Yeah, you did. I didn't want to get off the stage. I wanted to continue singing. <laughs> I really did. But, you know, we've been so fortunate. And you know that, Ken. We've told you that. Yes. And uh, our story goes on and on. And it's just people are amazed. They're amazed to hear, you know, where we've been, what we've done, what we've, uh, thank you, God, what we've accomplished. And thank you, Don K. Reed for pushing us. I mean, right. the other show, the next show after that was Tarrytown Music Hall opening up for the, the Brooklyn Bridge for Charlie Thomas for Little Anthony and the Imperials. It goes on and on. It goes on amazing. and on. Theater. I love that theater. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. It is an old opera amazing. house. Yeah, opera you know, Jerry, <laughs> we have um, someday, uh, and I, I people have said to us, you really should put your experiences, you know, in writing. Sure. Yeah. And we might do it because, you know, a lot of people think things like this can't happen. Right. And they do. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. girl. You know, so. and, and it's, um, I mean, these people are our friends. Um, I mean, you know, uh, well, you don't know this, uh, Jerry, but Ken knows uh, for the last 10 years, Louise and I have done a cancer benefit 
Okay. Cancer Benefit every single year. This year, we'll be celebrating our 10th anniversary. And last year, of course, we couldn't do it because of COVID, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed. We are. Hopefully, we'll be able to do it. We'll be, it's scheduled for October the 13th. But every year, we were very lucky and fortunate to have a group from the circuit. And Larry Chance, and, and they did this for, you know, it's a fundraiser. Right. And they came, Larry Chance and the Earls, the Do- the Devotions, Kenny Vance and the yeah. Planetone. Yeah. Uh, on and, and on. The Capris, all of them. They, right. they really all gave came. time, yeah. Amazing. And this year, our MC for the benefit, which I said is October 13th, is Tommy Patillo. Oh, yes. He's gonna, yep, Tommy's going to be our MC, and uh, hopefully we're going to be able to do this. I'm a two-time cancer survivor. And uh, we do this because, as you know, Jerry, God, when God is good to us, you know, you have to give back. That's right. You have to give back. And this is our give back. That's right. And um, this year we're doing it for pancreatic cancer. And um, did you ever meet Pepe Cardona from Alive and Kicking? No. Oh, he's going to have a, a, a street named after him, I understand, on August the 20th. Yes, he is. That We're going to be there. That's in City Island. Um, yes. Pepe was a very good friend of ours, and I asked Pepe two years ago, when we first scheduled for pancreatic cancer, I asked him, because he had it, if he would be our guest, our special guest. And unfortunately, mm. Pepe lost his fight. Mm. Pancreatic cancer. And uh, the other person we were going to have was Danny Aiello. Right. Yeah. Because Danny is... Big one, up That's big right. Oh, big. And uh, big. he's also a Bronx guy from where we're from. And mm. he also was going to represent the Lust Garden Foundation. Mm. But Danny Aiello passed away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. Away. Very sad. So we're working on mm. a couple of things now. But um, to be able I'm, to mm. call all these people our friends... It's mm. overwhelming. It is. It's beautiful. So October thirteenth. October thirteenth is a, is a Wednesday, I see, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, a Wednesday. And where's that going to be held? That's going to be held. Well, I, I am going to put it on Facebook. I'll actually send you guys a flyer. Too. Yes, please. But um, it's uh, going to be held in Yonkers, New York, and oh. it's going to be at, at a place called the Castle Royale, which is absolutely beautiful. And um, we're keeping our fingers crossed because we don't know because. If this COVID is still spiking, it will have to be canceled. Right. Again. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, we, we, pray, we pray that it goes on. We do too. Hope, but, you know, for yeah, Peppy, Peppy was great. Peppy was an entertainer. Uh, yep. uh, Jerry, Jerry, you, this guy would run around the stage in the room like a guy half his age. What yep. energy he had. Yep. Just a loving, loving man. I'm, I'm just blessed to, that Don actually introduced us years ago and I had an interview with him about six months before uh, he passed. Yeah. And, uh, he, you know, we were celebrating his 50th year. Yep, yeah. that's right. That's right. And, we, that's, and we, were, we were together. We were sitting at the same table. Uh, what song? Right? What song would yeah, I know, Kojak? What's, what song would I know? Oh, my gosh, yes. Are you kidding? 1970. Oh, my gosh, yes. And you know who gave him that song to do? Yes, of course. Of course, Tommy uh, James. James. Yeah. Amazing. 
Yeah. All right, ladies. But, um, wow. <laughs> um, all right. Just a little bit. I mean, we can go on. Yeah. Um, like I said, one day uh, we have to, you know, put things in writing because right. even now that we're nominated for the East Coast Musical Hall of Fame. Right. And that's. I Talk mean, about overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, just to be nominated is is just an unbelievable thing. It really, really is. With all the talent that's out there, honestly, we're very fortunate. I wanna I wanna say something about something that happened to me since you brought that up. All right, I should have been dead thirty years ago. You have no idea. I was about a hundred pounds. I had two cancers, drugs. You have no idea. And not only did God choose to save me, I made a decision that I was turning my life over to Him, and I would do whatever it took to help others with any diseases with any addiction and that's what I do okay because I no but I owe God that I owe God that but I wrote my book in 2016 and a lot of people aren't going to believe this but this is the truth ladies I was woken up out of a deep sleep with a tap on my shoulder and I heard these words write your book and I I kid you not and I giggled and I said all right I'll write my book I didn't tell my family God wrote it it was written in three weeks God wrote it Anyway, when the book got published, um, Hamilton Radio asked to give me an interview. Then they asked to give me a show. That was only 2016. It's only it's only been five years that I'm on radio. I'm on five networks, and I was I was enshrined in 2019 into the Internet International Hall of Fame for radio host. And now, yeah, and on my 30th anniversary show of addiction that I did in July, the producer comes on and says, Geraldine Petito, I'm now going to be enshrined into Lifetime Achievement internationally. And, but the reason I'm saying that is you said about the Hall of Fame and you're overwhelmed. Here's, here's what I want to say. It overwhelms us because I think, like, two-time cancer survivor you are right and 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 we think like how did this how are we even here today let alone all these incredible things happening right and we gotta just listen you know we gotta give it to god and say thank you because our job through everything now is to help other people yep and 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 if we yeah if we if we keep on our purpose it's all going to be worth it. And then that overwhelming feeling will, will turn to joy and gratitude, right? Oh, absolutely. So exactly. I just had to say I that. It's, and, and you know what? You can appreciate and I can appreciate. And what you're saying about that tap on your shoulder yeah. was, was almost like that premonition that I had to go out to the Meadowlands. It's like someone told me. See? This, you need, this is what you need to do. I, I believe that wholeheartedly what you're saying. You know, we're guided in a certain way, and we have to be aware of that. Yeah. We have to, our ears have to be open to listen and, and accept the things and, and do the things that we're told spiritually. Because, and, and I don't mean to talk like some kind of, you know. No, right, uh, but we have whatever. to be open to, right. Absolutely. Yes. You have to be open, and uh, we know. I mean, we're talking firsthand, and you're talking firsthand. Right. And, and you know what? It's not. It, it's not that we're talking about our career 
in the past. We're still out there. Yeah. We're still out there doing what God wants us to do because using our gifts is what we should be doing. Amen to that, lady. <laughs> you got that right. Yeah, and, and that's what we do. Yeah. And, you know, um, over and over again, unfortunately, you know, what's going on with the COVID now, you know, it's very difficult. We see a lot of the shows being canceled. Yeah, it's sad. You know, and I'm sure a lot more are going to be canceled through the end of the year. Uh, you know, I, I I hate to say it. I know. But Fingers I crossed, though, ladies. Fingers crossed. I yeah, want to hear some right. music. I, I knew it. Jack, baby, give us the facts. Give us the facts. Well, you know, everybody thinks the name of the song is Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? But you got to take the still out of the song. It's Will You Love Me Tomorrow? Oh. And it was, right? Okay. That's yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
we're talking about something. 19, right? Talk about yeah. 1960. You're talking about huge brill building areas. Dothan and King. It was the first number one song that was sung by a black female group. It was wow. recorded at the Bell Sound Studios in Manhattan. And the Skepta record was owned by a female named Florence Greenberry. Hmm. Wow. Yep. Interesting. Yep. So, wow. again, more nostalgia to know. That's great. So, would I have a question yeah. about that? So, <laughs> yeah. but how come no one knows it's not called Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, right, right. None of us know. You, you got to look it up in your... That's one of the songs that we do almost every show. Yeah. And um, we did it many times on show with uh, Shirley and the girls. Yeah. You know, we were always backstage with them. You know, good friends. Very good friends. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Shirley just retired. She turned 80. And she was so active, you know, going all over the place. You know, very, yeah. you know, very, very, very demanding kind of uh, act, you know, right. yeah. and, uh, and, I, and I remember there was a bass guitarist that uh, he was on dialysis uh, for many years, um, and I, I just can't, uh, the, the bald-headed uh, guy, um, oh man, I wish I could remember his name, Freeman, Freeman, uh-huh. uh, last name was Freeman, I'm sure you remember, uh, Cleveland Freeman, that was his name. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, backstage, you're talking, 
to, to all your peers and yep. uh, just a lovely time, definitely. Yeah. Different worlds back there. Different worlds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure, yep. ladies. So. And memories. Memories. So I have a little I have a little surprise for you, Kojak, and then another song. Here we go, guys. Hi, this is Ken Kojak from the 60s Jukebox Review. You're listening to the Jerry Petito Show, my fellow co-host on Remember Then Radio. Beautiful song. What a beautiful, beautiful Thank song. You. Thank you so much. Wow. Kojak. Oh. oh man, Kojak, what do you want to tell everyone about that song? You know, they do such a great job with their harmonies, you know, and uh, that's why they're called the, the female Everly brothers. Right. They're really, 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 really good. I mean, Skeeter Davis, uh, June eighth, nineteen sixty two. It was wow. released and uh the uh, writers of the song, Arthur Kent and Sylvia D, actually wrote for Nat King Cole, Too Young. Really? For Ella Fitzgerald, Misty Blue. Oh. And wow. they also wrote some songs for Elvis in Speedway and Blue Hawaii. Wow. Very cool. Wow. I mean, it was, you know, it's, it's funny. 
because our harmony, um, Louise and I were born this way. <laughs> when, sorry, I know I sound like Lady Gaga, right? <laughs> but we were actually born this way when we were little girls, like around eight years old. We didn't sing professionally, but our mother took us for, for, um, for voice lessons. And we went to this school, and the woman looked at the two of us like, what are they going to do? And so we were standing there. We had no music, and we sang God Bless America, but we did it with a full harmony. And she said, can you do something else? And we said, yeah. So we did another song. I don't remember what it was, but she said to my mother, you know, I can't teach them. They were born with a natural ability. She said, but I can teach them how to breathe. So my mother, God love her, who loved the music. You remember our mom, right, Ken? Of course, of course. At, at every show, she turned around to the teacher and she said, listen, Jane and Louise have been breathing since the day they were born. She said, I don't think I have to pay for them to learn how to That's breathe. That's great. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry uh, they, they called her Mama Gold. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh. Yeah, she used to be acknowledged from the stage also. Yep. You know, she would give that uh, queen wave. She would stand up oh. and give that wave. She was just so proud. We loved her. Oh, my God. But you know who also helped us along with our harmony was Raul Sita. Do you remember Raul? Oh, oh yes. yeah. Yes. Of course. Raul Sita, who was the keyboard player for Willie, who we just lost. Yep. Um, and the harp tones. And he said to Louise and I, he said, I don't know how the two of you get the sound you get because you're so far different than what you should be doing. <laughs> we don't know. So he said, just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. Mm. He had a whole CD arranged. Yes. Yeah. 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 If, it, yeah. if it works, don't, if it works, don't fix it. Uh, Mikey, Mikey uh, Finner, okay, he was from Bayside, we call him the Baron of Bayside, uh, he comes into my show every single week. He's a great supporter. Uh, he writes, he writes, uh, ladies, that he's seen you uh, in the uh, Yonkers at the casino on Wednesdays oh. many, many times. Wow. And, we were there uh, 12 years in a row. Yep. With our band. With yeah. our band. Wow. Yeah, he mentioned uh, that. He mentioned tell him we said hello. Yeah. Tell him we said you, hi. You can tell say it right now. Say it hot. Yeah, he, say, he can hear you. Say hello. He hears you. He hears oh, hi, Mike. <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate you being there for us. Thank you. That's great. Let's, yeah, hope, let's hope they open the music up again, and we'll be there, and hopefully we'll see you again, Mike. There you go, yeah, baby. That, that's right. Babalusa, he's a great server because he, he hands out, you know, the popcorn. He gives the people seats and all, and the sodas. He's, all in, right. the, he's in the chat room just helping us, you know, when, when, the, when the room gets filled on on Tuesday nights, he brings an extra chair to people. It's you know? great. It's yeah. awesome. He's so, like the matron. <laughs> let, let's give a shout out to Babalu, because Babalu is always the first Babalu. one in the chat room, man. Front and center seat. He's my sound guy. I love you, Babalu. Hi, Babalu. Hi, yep. Babalu, Babalu. Babalu, Babalu. Yep, China Ina. How you doing, baby? Peg is here. Marie Cucinata, you you ladies are being heard all over the world. We had Shirley from Hong Kong share it. We had, oh, oh yes, I have Limpy from Australia. He shared it already. 
I have AJ from Australia who shared it. We have Ellie from Ireland. She shared it. And I have two friends now in Nigeria that are sharing my shows everywhere. So, yeah, this is cool. Maybe one day we can get to meet them all. Wouldn't that be you great? You never know. Yep, I've met we'll most of them. Sure. Yep, but I, I, I have met most of them. I, there's three that I need to meet for sure. Um, so, all right, ladies, let's play another song. Here we go, okay. guys. Well, thank you. shout out Anthony from the UK he's also li- listening ladies hey Anthony how are you thank you for listening appreciate yep. it absolutely and you, you have take a f- care of yourself. and you have a friend in the chat room you want to say hello to yes is yep. that Peg yep. hey Peg yep. <laughs> we love you all thank you so much let's hope <laughs> we meet someday let's hope we meet someday <laughs> thank you for listening so Kojak what do you want to tell us about that incredible song well I said earlier okay uh, that the twin gold ladies uh, are the female Everly brothers, and that's what you just heard right now. And we're going back to 1960. It was the number seven song of, on the Cadence label. Wow. And it was first originally done by Jill Corey, the English version, in 1957. Of course, oh, not wow. well known. But we also know 
on the VJ label, okay, in 1964, a number five hit by Jerry Butler and Beverly Everett. What a great, great song. Just, yes. just lovely. The great harmonies that these uh, twin girls definitely do and Aww, do the song you. justice. Thank you so much. You know, that's a song that whenever we did that on the concert stage, that was one song that a standing ovation was every single time. We were just overwhelmed to do it, and the people just love it. I guess it sends a message. I don't know. It must do that, and it is a great song. It really well, is. Sounds oh, absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. So, well, you know, Jerry, there are, are two songs on the CDs also. Um, if you're doing anything around September 11th, there's a song that we were given the rights to record, and that song is called Hero, and um, it, that is for 9-11. Yes, and, and Kenny Jeremiah, he sang that at every oh, one of really? his shows. Yep, and I did. I met Kenny several times, and I was at his last concert. I surprised him. We sat with him, and then he passed uh, away soon after that. It was very heartbreaking, uh, but he sings that too. So you this can, one might be different. Well, this send it to me. Be- I don't have that one here. Send that okay. to me, and I will keep it in my queue, and I will play both of them on 9-11, for 9-11, okay? That would be great. Yep, that I promise. That that week, yeah. whenever my show is, it might actually be on 9-11, I'm not sure. Um, so right. I will do it. Um, okay. So now the next song, I'm not going to tell you the title yet, because this song is one of my faves here, and yeah. I always say this about me, I know what song Okay, it is. baby. This is this is like the title I go by because I am sixty years old and love oldies, doo wop, Elvis, right? That's my thing, baby. And every show I say this about <laughs> I say this about me. So we're gonna play it. You ready? Born too late, baby. <laughs>
we go. You know, that song, listen, is my song, okay? And I, when I saw it, when Kojak sent me your list, I said, I cannot wait to play this song. So thank you for that. You did a beautiful job with it. Oh, thank you so My much. gosh. Really, really, really. It's, uh, you know, we were asked to be the Ponytails, yes? Yay! Louise and I were approached by, um, I forget the guy's name, and you know him, Ken. Yeah, yeah, Kaufman. Yes, that's right, yes. And after our first show at the Meadowlands, he, there was somebody running after us in the parking lot, <laughs> and it was yeah. him. That's and he said, crazy. I need you guys to be the ponytails. What'd and you say? Said, yeah. And uh, on and on, we had a meeting with them. We said, it can't happen because nah. not everybody can sing together. It doesn't sound right. And we proved that to him. He wanted it anyway, and we said no. And Don K. Reed told us, nah. be true to yourself. You came out as twin gold. Stay twin gold. Aww. So yeah. yeah. I love I don't that. want to say anything. Ne- I don't want to say anything negative, but you made the good choice. Yes. Thank you. I Thank think you. so. About that, yeah. about that guy. Oh, oh, but we're not gonna. But we're not gonna say nothing negative about that we're guy. Not gonna say anything. Negative. <laughs> the, elevator, the elevator did not go to the top floor. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Well, you know, Kenny Vance also told Louise and I the same thing. Nice. You started out as twin gold. Don't change it. Stay nope. as you are. Yeah. 100%. And we did. We did because we were offered quite a few different things. And, uh, you know, oh, you could be this and you can be that. And we said, well, we're this. And oh, we are. I love that. I love this <laughs> and I love that. Oh. <laughs> That's so funny. Right. I wonder how things are over in Australia. Uh, <laughs> one, of, one of the people listening from Australia. Didn't you say that? Didn't you say that? Two people. AJ and Limpy, and they don't even know each other. So lots of people are listening because they share it everywhere. Wow. Okay. Well, we yes. Thank the world. Yep. We thank the world. Really. Yes. And and it's Limpy incredible. is a, is one of my best buds. He's been here. I've been to all. I you know I had a poker league, so we kind of joined poker leagues. Me and Australia's league. It was Ms. Not All Poker here, and I know about two hundred of them, and I stay with them when I go there, and and it's just an amazing thing. But they love promoting the show, so I love that. Absolutely. Yeah, and what Jerry does, what Jerry does, Jane Louise, is she puts it on Facebook. So if you're not right at you know live listening to it, you can hear it after the fact. That's right. Wow. wow. So once the show is over, I will download it, and it's live now. But once it's once it's done, I'll download it. It'll be on Facebook. I'll send you an email link. You'll have it. Thank you so much. Okay, baby. Really. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be famous one day. You are famous. You're making me famous, man. Listen, I was in I was in Australia last year, and I said something about Kojak, and they said, "Does he have lollipops?" I said, "He is famous." You know, Ken, it's funny because we've come full circle with you. Yeah, I mean, we met you at the beginning of our career, yeah. and here we are, good friends, oh. twenty years. And and you know what, Ken? Thank you, thank you for being there for us. Also, you know, you were always kind to us. We appreciate it. And, and it's nice that we're still friends. It's been a long, wonderful ride. And yes, uh, here we are. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. No, yeah. Well, thank you for being who you are. Oh. You know, you're two great ladies. Mm. Don't get jealous there, Jerry. I'm not jealous of them. I would never be jealous of Twin Gold. <laughs> okay, they they have your heart first. They have your heart first. Uh, well, so, great ladies. So, great ladies I have a couple questions for the ladies. Okay. Now, I... If you don't want to answer anything I ask you, please say, Jerry, I'd rather not answer that. And I'm okay with that. Are we able to talk about how old you are, your age? 
Well, we're kind of a couple of years older than you, uh, Jerry. How's all right. that? All right, so you're kind of. All right. So the reason yeah. I always ask that, because I always have reasons for, for my questions, is to inspire even younger artists out there that think at 30 it's too late for them, at 40 it's too late for them. You know how many times I hear that? Oh, that's awful. They got to move on. They have to be inspired. They have to know. Like like even me, my book wasn't written until I was in my 50s. Think about that, right? So right. Exactly. you're true. never, yeah. ever too old. And I interviewed a woman a few years ago. She was 80, shoot, 85. She wrote her first book. It made that's me right. cry. And then she wrote her second one a few years later. Now... She had a stroke, and she might not make it, but she got two books written in her 80s, okay, and, and said all she wanted to do was be on, like, a show or TV, or and she did it in her 80s. So you know what, guys? You're never too old. Never too old. Never too old. Never too old. You gotta give up on the dream. Never give up on your dreams. That's right. Never. And that's the name of our first CD was Finally Our Dream. Oh. And, uh, yeah, that's the name of our first CD dedicated to our parents. And, um, yeah, we're still living the dream. That's we're so beautiful. Oh, oh, gosh. All right, that's beautiful. Dedicated to your parents. I love it. Yes. yes. So, all right. Well, our mother believed in us. Our dad died very, very young, but our mother believed in us. But she gave us, she was very wise. And she said, do your singing, but make sure you have something to fall back on now. Louise is a retired teacher. I'm a retired accountant. So we had full full careers. And uh, we are two of the lucky ones out there that we can sing because we enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. so are you guys, are you ladies Jewish? No. No. Oh. oh we think we are. Okay. No, I'm, I'm asking because I have a lot of, I even have family members that are Jewish and their parents always say that to them. Like you have to have a career in I'm Italian, right? So right. I I grew okay. So I grew up 100% Italian parents. My dad was from Italy. Blah blah blah. Anyway, they used to sh- he used to shake his head and his hands at me and say, "What the hell is the matter for you?" Because I'm an artist. I do. I went to art school. He paid, but he complained. What are you doing going to art school? He bought me a beauty salon. He said, "You have to do this." I said, "But I really didn't want to do that." Okay, listen. So every everything had to be like you know. But he would not say no to me. But he would shake his head at me and go, "What the hell is wrong with you, lady?" Wow. <laughs> wow. So I never got that that really nice talk. Like, listen, have something to fall back on. And, and no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we and we listened. That's know, beautiful. What yes, we, what we had to do, and you know, some of the young people that are out there now, you know, who we talk to and we see, you know, some of the young guys and some of the young girls who are out there doing the music, they have to have something to fall back on. No, because you're you're right. We certain age and you don't have this music i mean look what happened to a lot of our groups last year in the covid right. you know they're right. out of work right it's, and, and it's tough it's not Horrible. easy it's very hard so that's our advice to All the young right. people so there you go kojak you have any, you have any advice to the young people let's hear it no you're the one with the advice <laughs> <laughs> listen he's gritting his teeth ladies <laughs> all right another song here we go baby all right, get your, get your encyclopedia out, Kojak. Here we go. Oh, 
Amazing, amazing, Kojak. What do you got to say about this beautiful song? Very interesting. Ooh. Because Harvey Fuqua with the Moonglows did it in 54. And guess who was the co-writer of that song? Uh-oh. Time's up. Time's up. <laughs> Alan Freed. Would you believe Alan oh, Freed? That's pretty cool. That yeah, album. that's pretty cool. It, it was yeah. a number 20 Billboard jukebox hit, but it was a number one, of course, R&B, going back wow. to the day. Yeah. And then when Harvey Fuqua stopped singing, he was an executive in Motown, right in Detroit. He was a big executive in Motown, Harvey Fuqua. Wow. Yep. And, and the Maguire sisters did that, right? Yep, uh-huh. I don't know when they did it, but they did more, they did a similar... Um, yeah, 57. That was like 57 they did that. Yeah, we kind of do it a little more like the, the um, Maguire's, Maguire's yeah. than uh, uh, Fuqua. We do it right. more like the um, Maguire's. Yeah. Well, because you're... Yeah, I guess that's yeah. it. You know, it's funny, it. uh, Kojak. We really um, were winging it with this song because with the two of us, like, like James said, we kind of followed the Maguire sisters and mm. we said we will listen to it and said, let's try it. That's how we did all our songs. Yeah, we would take yeah, a well, CD of somebody, put it in, and listen to it, and say, "Okay, maybe we can tackle this." Yeah, uh, you know, and that's that's really yeah. how we did it. You know. Well, that, would you believe that Pat Boone recorded that song in 1964? It was a B-side. Wow. In 19, right in 1988, a cover of this song was done by a country quartet called the Forest Sisters. It was number eight on the wow. Billboard Hot Country Songs chart. Wow. wow. Yeah, people like that song. That's they pretty cool. Like I love that info. That's pretty cool, Kojak. I gotta say. That's so. Listen, I'm, I'm only being sincere, sincere about it. Yes, I love it. Sincerely, sincerely. Right. So, sincerely. ladies, are you reading all this information from the Funkin' Wagle? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it all down, and I and I got my cheat sheet. I called the cheat sheet in front of me. I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so ladies, I have a couple questions for you that I like to ask my, my musical guests. All right, so growing up, and you, you're going to answer this separately, I'm assuming, um, what musicians, what talent inspired you? What type of music? Who? <laughs> you know, it's funny that you should say that because we actually, personally, myself, I don't remember listening to any of this music. No. What? To be honest with you. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. And uh, my mom, actually my mom sang. and But my mom did a lot of opera. No. And, um, yeah, she had a very high-pitched voice. But, you know, to know these songs, I truly do not know how we got into singing all of this and remembering these songs. And, um, you know, working in this kind of genre. And uh, it's just crazy. I, I can't even answer that that question straight up. Well, I, I remember Daddy, our dad, who, like I said, he died very young, but he was our hero. He was a soldier, and he was oh. a bronze star and a Purple Heart. Yep, yes. thank him but for he, thank you for your service, sir. Rest in peace. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yep, thank he, you. Um, his favorite, and we always listened to, was Nat King Cole. He loved <laughs> Nat King Cole, and yeah. we do a version of Smile, and. Uh, it's not on any of the CDs, but that was one of my favorite songs because I remember Nat King Cole doing that song. Mm. And uh, 
you know, the, the music was always on in our house. Yeah. We always had music. It's just Louise and I just zeroed in on certain things our own way. We would be riding the swings in the yard and singing our songs or playing show out in the yard with our cousins. Yeah. And uh, that's what we did. Yeah. But we didn't start singing professionally until 20 years ago. Yeah. And our families, because I have a big family. I have four grown kids, and Louise has a grown son. We have I have grandchildren. And uh, that's how we started late, you know, in doing this. But, you know, timing is everything, and it worked well for us. It, uh, we just happened to have gotten in at the right time, advised the right way, and we did the right songs. That's what happened. Wow. And uh, it worked out. And two initial people that really, really got us started. Uh, Jane, you can actually tell them how this whole thing started well, because you were there. Right. I wasn't. Right. That was, um, I had gone to see a friend of mine who's a singer in um, Westchester, and I'll make this very brief. She was singing at a, a restaurant on a stage, and I went in with my fiancé at the time, and she said, I need you to come up and do a song with me. I said, oh. So I did, and we were singing in the still of the night, and as I was singing, these men walked through the came in, sat at a table. One of the guys came up on the stage and grabbed Lois's microphone. So I was singing with this guy. When we finished singing the song, he said to me, who are you? And I said, who are you? And <laughs> he, said, he said to me, my name is Bobby Fiella. I'm one of the original Del Satins. I said, no way. And he said, you see those two guys sitting down there? I said, yeah. He said, that is Freddie Ferrara oh. and Les Couchy. And they are both part of the Del Satins. That night, um, Bobby Fiella gave me a number to call. And he said, it's a um, benefit for, um, what was his name? Lenny. Lenny Coco. Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 Lenny had had a massive stroke and he was wheelchair bound. Yeah. And we were invited. I called the number. We were invited to go there. We met everybody. That's when we met Don K. Reed. And we hit it off. And a woman came up to us, and we were dressed identical. We didn't sing or anything. And she said to us, I don't know who you are, but you're going to be successful. I want your autograph. So Louise being the older sister, two minutes older than me. (laughs) You're wiser. A little wiser one. Yeah, okay. I said... Excuse me, I'm going to go to the ladies' room while she figures this out. <laughs> so I, I'm looking from behind the wall, and I see her writing. I said, well, we don't even have a name. <laughs> what is she writing? I come out, and she says to me, we're twin gold. Oh. I said, well, what? <laughs> what are you talking about, twin gold? And it was from a gold pen that she found in a pocketbook. Oh. And that was it. Yeah. Yep, that's how it, came, that's how it came about. That's beautiful. Amazing. Yeah, that was really the start. It's amazing. And from there, we got a number of calls. Yep. And uh, like I said, the first big show that we did on uh, Concert Day was at Tarrytown Music Hall, opening for the Brooklyn Bridge. Imagine. Yep. Imagine? Yeah. And, yeah. It's amazing. And you know what I say to that? Oh. What, I say, what I say to that is, why isn't Johnny Maestro in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh. Right? Question. That's right. Oh. oh, no. Somebody oh. said because he never had an international hit. 
No, listen, I don't know how true that is. listen, I don't know if I even believe that. I don't care yeah. about that. That doesn't even matter. It's Johnny Maestro. Really the whole right. world knew him. Forget it. Uh, yeah, he was an amazing man. He was very good to us and uh, critiqued everything. And uh, thank you, Johnny. Really. Amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quiet guy, quiet guy. But, uh, yeah, definitely uh, the voice uh, was right up there at the top. Yeah, a lot of people thought he was a little um, conceited, and yeah, but he no, was no extremely way. shy. He was very right. shy. Right. And uh, same with Don K. Reed. Don is a very shy guy, right. unless he knows you. And people go, oh, he never says hello. Well, if you go up and speak to him, you know, well, he'll oh, yeah. you. That's just how it is. You know, that's his personality. You know? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, plus yeah. he's an only child as well. Yeah, true. That's true. Yeah. 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 Again, we were very fortunate, and uh, Don had a lot to do with it, and uh, he really, really did. And we're still marching forward. We're still moving on. Amazing. <laughs> well, I just got off. The, like I said, I just got off the phone with him before the show, and he okay. sends regards to everyone, to Jerry, Louise, Jane, and, and wishes you well. Aww. That's wonderful. Love Thank him. you. Love him. Don, he... Just blessed to know the man. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. Ladies, Thanks there God. were there were only two interviews that I was ever nervous prior to doing. Um, <laughs> I never get nervous only because I get excited. So right. th- I'm not nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. You know, Mel Carter, yay, you know. You know, oh, yeah. and, and I laugh and giggle with them. So, But I was nervous with Elvis Presley's nurse, Marion, because it's Elvis Presley's nurse. And I was nervous yeah. with Don Kay. And I remember, really? yes. And I remember I said to him before we went on air, I said, okay, I'm going to be honest. I said, I'm nervous. And he said, why are you nervous, Jerry? And I said, because it's you. Like, you're the radio star. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and within five minutes, he made me feel totally normal. And it was great. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. It was great. Lucky to know him. Lucky to know him. That's for sure. You know? Really, really is. So now, let's play another song, ladies. Wow. Here we go. Surprise, Kojak.
beautiful lady, so beautiful. Thank you very much. Oh, wow. Uh, I know Kenny well, has some stuff to say. Oh, wait, wait till you hear who wrote this song. You're not going to believe it. Okay. If, if I give you the name of a group called Bread, who do you, who do you think David of? Gates. That's it. Yep, I love, I love Bread. I love Bread. That is an underrated group. But anyway, that's my right, right? <laughs> yeah. That goes back to 1063. Yep. Okay, it was a number three hit. And it was on the Chattahoochee label. Wow. Chattahoochee label. Right. And uh, it was number 12 in Australia. Oh, oh wow. cool. Yes, was, Australia. Yeah. Nice. And it was uh, covered by Percy Faith in 64. Oh. By Billy Vaughn on his wow. Blue Velvet album. Um, the Boom Girls did it in 2017 on the You Light Up You Light Up My Life label. You know, oh. you know, a, a, a dedication to uh, Debbie Boone. Debbie Boone, right? Okay. Yeah, the Boone, wow. the Boone, the Boone Girls. What a great oh. song! Love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> That's you. so funny you said about uh, with bread. They're one of the yeah. songs, If. I love that song, If. Oh, I love the way Larry Chance does it. I don't think I ever heard him do it. I would love to hear that. Go go, go to YouTube and listen to Larry Chance sing If. I will do that. And you know That's Larry your, is a very good friend of ours. Yeah. Yeah. That's your homework. That's your homework, okay? Okay, I will, okay. I will definitely do that. Yes. You're I gave out that enough in times being a teacher, that's for sure. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell Larry. them the Larry Chance story that I tell when people mention him. So my Aunt Nancy from Staten Island, a shout out to Aunt Nance, she introduced me to Larry. Yep, she introduced me to Larry. And I interviewed him on my all my networks, and I got to meet him on my birthday um, last year, actually. It was beautiful, oh, hugging him, yep. Wow. But wow. when wow. I got... Yeah, when I got enshrined, I was able to hear what the judges in the other countries said, why they voted for me, and guess what one of them said? Oh, boy. Yep, what? they said if Jerry Petito could interview Larry Chance from the Earls on the network, remember them radio, that named their network after his song, remember then? She has to be in. He was a huge Larry Chance fan. Wow. Okay? Wait, wait a minute, I interviewed him on the Remember Then radio show before you did. I didn't get anything. Oh, because I didn't—I didn't know you then. I knew Larry first, baby. Oh, that's not fair. I know. I'm sorry, baby. Aunt Nancy didn't tell me about you. She told me about every everyone else, Michael Diamore, everyone, but not you. I'm gonna yell at Aunt Nancy for that. All right. I don't know her. <laughs> so you—you you have a couple messages here, and Brenda Lee. Let's see who. Um, Someone said, where are we at here, guys? The, the things are flying up, so that's why. Please forgive me. Peg oh. said to remind them about Brenda Lee. Yep. Okay, so- oh, yeah. Tell the story about Brenda Lee, Jane. Well, Brenda Lee, um, my, my daughter, my oldest daughter lives in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And a friend and I went down there to, to visit, and I saw a poster Brenda Lee was performing in the next town. I said, I got to go. So we went to the show, and during the show, uh, towards the end, she said, would anybody like to come up and do a song? So my friend, go, 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 go. And I was too slow. I I was too slow. So he said, what's wrong with you? I said, maybe she'll say it again. So she did. And I had just happened to have been holding 
our CD where we cover bololonamide. <gasps> so she says it again. I jump out of my chair and I run down to the stage and I'm going, me, I'm from the Bronx. And like they really cared where I was from. So the place was, was sold out. And here I am standing looking at her. So I give her the CD and she says, oh, uh, this is very darling. She said, is this you? I said, yes, it's me and my sister. So she, I said, look at number 13. I said, you have to look at number 13. So she said, oh, you cover a song of mine. I said, yes, we do. She said, well, you have to come up on stage right now and do it. Now, I do harmony. Louise does the lead. I said, this should be a disaster. So I said, okay. So I go up on the stage, and there's her whole band, and there's Brenda, and I, my mind is in a different world because I'm saying, is this real? So she says, are you ready? And I said, I think so. So she said, what key do you do it in? I said, yours. That's great. <laughs> so she says, well, here we go. And we, I started this song, and God was right there on my shoulders. I got through the entire song, got a standing ovation. She said, I need to talk to you after the show. Long story short, we met. She gave me her phone, a phone number, and I said, oh, she's good. I, I couldn't believe. I said, okay. She said, you call me when you get back to New York. I called her, and she said, hi, darling. She said, I want you and your sister to open up for me at the Patchogue Theater in New York. And we did. We opened up at Patchogue. We did two shows there. And then uh, she said, how about Mohegan Sun? We said, we're there. So we were at Mohegan Sun with her. And she said, how would you like to go to Nashville? And uh, we went to Nashville. And it's our friendship is history. That's amazing. It is amazing. That's amazing. And I pick up up, uh, the phone and talk to her, talk to her husband. You know, like we've been friends for a hundred years because that's exactly what she's like. So, so what, girlfriend, listen, an interview. What? I'd love an interview. Have an interview with Brenda? Yes, all alone am I. You know what? I, uh, you know what? I'll give her a call. Okay. And I'll see if she'll be willing to do a radio interview. She okay. probably will. She probably will because she doesn't travel that much anymore. And, um... Because the last time we saw her, they had one of these big buses that they traveled in, and she said that she had to lay down the whole time okay. because she has a very bad back. What? But I will definitely check it. Then listen, me and together. Kojak will do it together. You'll know. You never know. She might do it from laying down, and and we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and, guess, guess, and guess, guess who sang this song? Who? Can you hear this? Johnny Mathis. Uh, Johnny Mathis has a cover. So then, Louise, let me ask you: Can't you just do one line of "All Alone Am I"? Just the first line for me. Um. Well, actually, Jane does the first line. Oh, okay. I was thinking because you were. (laughs) All right. I won't put you guys on the spot. So, let's play another song. Here we go, guys.
Kojak's busting at the seams. He wants to say something. Well, you're going to be very happy, Jerry. Oh, something that's Elvis. That's it. Aaron Schroeder. Does that name mean anything to you, Aaron Schroeder? Well, he's written many, many songs. Yes, he's written many Elvis that's songs. That's right. A big, a big... Oh. Okay. okay, and Wally Gold, the other writer, and George Goring, the other writer... And Jane Oliver in 2000 covered it, as well as Broad McDonald in 2009. Uh, he's talking about the music hall label, original artist, the voice of the late, great Gene Pitney, who was the first pop artist to ever appear, okay, in the Academy Awards in 1961 when Bob Hope introduced <gasps> Gene Pitney on stage at the age of 21 years old. I was born that year. What a great year. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Kojak. Yeah, yeah. His, 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 his song was charted for 12 weeks, half heaven, half heartache. Wow. Number 12. But, but what's an interesting story is in 1962, Bert Backrack and Hal David wrote Only Love Can Break the Heart mm. for him. That was number two. Gene Pitney actually wrote the number one song. For the Crystals, he's a rebel. So oh. he, right, that, so his own song that he wrote beat him out of being number one. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is. Yeah, that's crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the Rock, they called him the Rockville Rocket. Wow. wow. He was Great. talented. He was just oh talented. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Very underrated. Very underrated, I think, though, no? Yeah, he but never you know got what? the recognition. Yeah. Right, right. Well, in the States, uh, definitely. But he was really working with Maurice Merry across the waters in the UK, in Australia, and England, okay? Because he demanded a full 30-piece orchestra. Oh, wow. Yeah, so if you go to YouTube, anybody listening, go to YouTube and put in Gene Pitney Foxwoods 
the year 2000, you'll see his whole show from Connecticut, from uh, uh, Foxwood, and it's a great, wow. great show that he put together. That's With cool. Maurice Mary is his band leader. That's cool. Sounds great. So, okay, good stuff. so ladies, we have one more song. We're gonna we're gonna actually close with the last song. We're not ready to close yet. Okay. Um, tell everyone first of all anything you ladies want them to know about you. What's happening? What's coming up? Anything we left out? Now's your chance. Mm, I think we talked about ourselves enough, <laughs> but uh, you know, again, just to say that uh, we're still out there and. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll be doing some more shows down the road. Uh, we are actually working on something new and different uh, that no one's doing out there. It's a, it's a duet thing. And, um, again, working towards our benefit, and hopefully we can do that. You it's never beautiful. know what comes up down the road. You know, Let the listeners know. Sorry to interrupt. Let the listeners know if they wanted to purchase any any of your CDs, how to do that. Right. Well, the best thing to do is probably to call us because we don't have our website back up yet, and that's for some personal reasons. But um, we can give you our cell number if anybody would like to give us a call. That would be fine. How about Facebook? How about Facebook? Would that work at all? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Actually, we're both on Facebook. Yeah, Jane Fox or Louise Debrina. Absolutely. You can go on Facebook, and we do have three CDs, and uh, we'll respond to you. Give them your phone number as well. Okay, yeah. My phone number... Don't call call at two in the morning, though. (laughs) That might not work. That might not work. (laughs) Um, So, Jane, me, my number is 914-672-6878. Okay, and mine, Louise, is 631- We do have three CDs right now, and hopefully we'll be working on another one, a different kind of CD. And um, we would love to talk to anyone that gives us a call, even just to call and say hello. Yep, we would love that. Wow. So all you stalkers (laughs) out there, you just got the okay. (laughs) Call and say hello to Jane and Louise. Yes. Absolutely. There you go. Beautiful. Yeah. Kenny <laughs> Kojak, tell everyone who you are if they don't already know. I am Ken Kojak, who <laughs> loves you, baby. <laughs> I have a, you know what? I'm Remember Then Radio, and it's on Tuesday nights from 8 to 11 p.m., and I've been having for the past, you know, a year now, more than a year, I've been having uh, featured artists from various groups, you know, like Terry Johnson, the Flamingos, I had Jay Siegel with the Tokens, I had Ron Dante, you know, Sugar Sugar Baby, you know, and, and so, oh, yeah. just just so poor Charlie Tom. I've just been blessed to speak to these people, talk about their careers, and play all their music. So it's uh, the Ken Kojak 60s Jukebox Review. And it's on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock till 11. You can come into the chat room 
and the last hour I take requests. So you can request a song, and I'll be happy to play it to you. And I have all the Twin Gold songs, so you got to request a song. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. You know what's so funny? Kojak's very professional, and like he'll tell you, all the information about the songs and he, how he speaks to the guests. And I'm the exact opposite. Like with, with Mel Carter, every time I had to call him, he'd say hello and I'd go, hold me, hold me. And he'd laugh. And, and Ron Dante, every time I had to talk to him, he'd answer and I'd go, oh, honey, sugar, sugar. That's so funny. How, about, how about Gary Puckett? Oh, Aww. Gary Puckett. Yep. Uh, lovely man. Oh, I love Gary Puckett. Yeah, by Gary Puckett is over you. Yes. Oh, one of my favorite songs. We love him. He's yeah. great. Great. You nice know, guy. if we took, God forbid, but if we took our last breath, guys, the four of us, like we we could die smiling. Yeah. I right. mean, think right. about everyone we've been connected to and we've gotten the opportunity to either meet or talk to or it's just been an amazing, incredible blessing, right? Jerry, 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 I got to interrupt now. How about we forgot one big important person? Oh. Okay, from, from Pennsylvania, okay? I'm talking oh. about Bobby, Bobby Rydell, the incredible. That's right. Bobby yes. Rydell. You know, yes. that was an, a huge honor, of course, for me. And I kept saying to him, I'm so honored, I'm so honored, I'm so honored. I mean, come on. Oh, I will share with everyone, because I'm going to probably do a second interview um, on a different network with... Me and him live on camera together. Wow. Okay. And this is why I'm going to share this. I got to interview, everyone knows I'm a huge Elvis fan. Come on. I got to interview <laughs> Elvis Aaron Presley Jr. And the right. reason I, I okayed the interview was I got documents stating he is who he says he is. And wow. not only did I get the documents, the interview was incredible. And he said he will give me another one, and you'll see both of us live. I'll keep everybody posted about that. And when that that's happened, great. you know, I said my bucket list is done, right? Uh, my bucket list is great. done, right, guys? But all right, that's so great. this was an incredible, incredible interview. Um, I want to say my thank yous, first of all, to everyone listening. I want to say my thank yous to everyone in chat. I want to say my thank yous to all my friends all over the world for sharing this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, of course to Remember Then Radio, this incredible platform, okay? Yeah. Steve and Angel. I mean, without Remember Then Radio, we would not have this show today. We wouldn't be keeping this music alive. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. first and foremost, I want to say th thank you to Kojak, Kenny Kojak, my fellow DJ. You know how I feel about you, baby. Who loves you? You know that. There it is, baby. <laughs> Kojak, once again, man, thank you so much for these two beautiful guests. Thank you for oh, being a great co-host as usual um so i just much. love it i mean you're amazing and i'm gonna say my thank yous to these two ladies but i'm gonna do something i don't usually do i'm gonna have kojak talk about the final song and you ladies we're gonna close with it so it'll be a beautiful you, ending Terry. so i want to say thank you to, to you two ladies for such a great interview i mean that from the bottom of my heart and Aww. your your voices are beautiful and you definitely are twin gold Thank you so much, Jerry, and your sincerity comes right through. Aww. It really, really does, and we appreciate it, all that you do. And you know what? Keep up the good work. Oh, and we'll you. meet up again. Yes. We will meet up again. And that thank you, beautiful. Kenny, also. We appreciate oh. what you've done for us. That was thank beautiful. You, 
do the best, Ken. And thank you thank to you. everyone all over the world, from Hong Kong and yeah. Ireland and Australia yeah. and on and on. We love each and every one of you. And give and us every, a call. Give us a call and stay safe. Yes. Beautiful. So, Kojak, the last song we're going to play is Thank You and Good Night. Before I play it, because let's close with it. It'll make a beautiful closing. Tell us a little bit about this song. Okay, well, it was actually recorded by the Angels in October of 63. It was a B-side of a record. Uh, I Adore Him was the A-side. It was a smash label, and it was written by Jan Berry of the Jan and Dean group, right? The the California sound. And it was... Yes, and it was actually, listen to this, next Tuesday I'm doing my show on Woodstock. Oh, boy. Right, and what what the relationship of this song is that Artie Kornfeld, who produced Woodstock, produced this song, <gasps> Thank You and Good Night by the Angels. So wow. I'm, I'm wow. just so proud. It was just perfect timing that I'm letting you know that Artie Kornfeld, who was one of the two people that, produced uh the woodstock he actually uh produced this song so uh people on tuesday at eight o'clock my whole show is going to be on woodstock Woodstock that's cool we'll be tuning in yes that is too cool baby too cool so (laughs) i want to let everyone out there know because I'm not going to be able to say how amazing the song sounds afterwards that this song what they did with this is absolutely Uh gold Thank you so much, really. There you go. What a great interview. Thank you, thank you.